In this episode, we're going to be discussing some upcoming events for me and Insert Coin Theater, as well as touching base with some questions asked by you all for me to answer. So let's go ahead and jump right in. This is the Insert Coin Theater podcast. My name is Tim, and thank you for joining me. For today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about what I am planning on be, uh, doing in the upcoming month, mainly because I had an idea for an episode, but it's going to be a lot deeper than usual. And that said, it's going to take me a lot more research time. So I've decided to put it off until next week or maybe even the week after that. That much said, though, I also wasn't really in any headspace to create a podcast topic and research it and deliver in any kind of a comfortable way for myself. So I figured this week we'd kind of keep it light, talk a little bit about what's coming up and I'll just come right out and say it. I'm going to be at PAX West this upcoming uh, month at the end of August. I'll be flying out to Seattle and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an absolutely fascinating and interesting trip. I'll get to meet some content creators that I've always wanted to meet and link up with them. I'll get to meet the creator of the Mix It Up bot, uh, Savior X Tanrin. He's the originator of it and one of the three main devs on it. I'll get to meet my boomstick, Zay, Pirate King, uh, Mimi is a nerd. All these people that are are very influential on my journey as a content creator and people that inspire me and make me interested in continuing because of what they bring to the table and and helping me to kind of improve my craft further. So I'm very excited. It's going to be an interesting trip. I'll be flying out uh, solo. Uh, my SO recce won't be joining me for the trip because of funds, but it's going to be my first trip flying out solo to anywhere, really. So it's going to be a bit nerve wracking, a bit worrisome, a bit scary, I guess. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what it brings, but I'm also not looking forward to a solo flight because I'm not much of a flyer. I don't fly super duper well. Uh, I have a bit of a, a fear of heights. A bit is an understatement. My goodness. But I'm not a huge fan of of heights in general. However, I'm pretty excited to see what this trip brings. It's going to kind of help me solidify this life as a content creator, which I would love to do full time and really encourage my future endeavors. I'm hoping that I'll get a chance to stream at the mixer booth. They have, they usually set up some streaming booths that you can play uh, games from and, and connect with your community while you're at the convention. I also want to do some uh, IRL streams, some real life streams on mixer. And I also really want to record an episode of my podcast with some of my friends. Um, aside from that, I really am looking forward to going to just and seeing Seattle, see the Space Needle, see the fish market there, and exploring their downtown, getting some sushi, and seeing all the sights and 
sounds that the city has to offer. It's going to be pretty cool. And it's definitely a special trip because the ICT community are the ones who funded it. So the entirety of the trip has been paid for by you guys, um, the listeners of the podcast and the folks who watch the live stream subscribers and donators to the PAX West fund. So I, I can't believe that I'm going, I'm still kind of in denial that I will be going to Seattle by myself. But that said, I think it's going to be a pretty magical trip in a lot of ways. I'm looking forward to seeing the shenanigans that we can get up to. I think that'll be pretty cool is building up a rapport with my fellow live streamers in real life for once rather than just over the internet, which it has its merits to do that, but there's nothing quite like networking in real life comparatively. It'll be interesting to see what kind of connections I can make with some companies as well. I'm pretty excited to see if I can pull some new partnerships or sponsorships even out of it. I'm not too sure if my content is at that point. And I'm very, I'm just fascinated to see where this all ends up and what, what comes out of it. If you've ever watched my live streams, you'll know that I'm a pretty boisterous guy. So I will definitely be exploring some of the bars and maybe even going to karaoke one night, which I think would be a blast. Uh, I have plans to go, I guess, uh, Caro Caro Bonito, which is one of my favorite bands, uh, one of my favorite artists. Uh, they are going to be there doing a concert as well as Chipsel, who's a chiptune artist and composer uh, for video game soundtracks. And she's pretty amazing. And I'm very excited to see her in concert as well. So that's going to be pretty special in its own right to have uh, to see a couple of artists that I really, really enjoy having a concert there before PAX. I think that's going to be so cool to experience. and. Uh, Caro Caro Bonito is kind of special because it is one of the bonding points for me and uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, Shikas-san, who I met through uh, streaming, and she's a pretty great artist and uh, content creator herself, but um, we kind of bonded over KKB a little bit, which is pretty cool. And so to since they're based out of England and their tours usually take them to all the normal spots and tend to avoid Florida, as many worldwide tours tend to do, mainly because of the heat and how out of the way Florida is. It'll be really cool to see them because normally I wouldn't get a chance to. They wouldn't come through Florida. Florida is a rarity for a lot of places. Uh, I'm very grateful that artists like, ooh, there's that beep. You'll have to ignore that beep. I'm very sorry. Uh, if you hear that during the course of the podcast, uh, please ignore the beeps. Uh, they, will be, they will be fixed in a later episode. I'm sorry about that. However... Uh, that said, um, it, it'll be really interesting because folks like MC Chris and the like tend to come through, uh, Florida, but, uh, and I'm very grateful that they do, but it is a rarity surprisingly during, uh, to come through Florida in my area through Tampa or, or even Orlando, which is strange because they're such hot spots for people. So it is extremely, I'm just thrilled. I really am. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of this trip and how, how what kind of new people I meet and what kind of new connections that I make because I, I really want to find some new people that I can work with and connect with uh, not necessarily in a, just a business capacity but in just a creative 
uh, collaborative, co- collaborative, co- collaborative. That's the word I'm looking for. Collaborative standpoint, because I love collaborating with people and and exploring new content concepts and ideas, and I think it'll be fantastic that we are going to uh, do that in uh, a convention setting because a convention setting is going to be interesting. There's a lot of energy and excitement, and something like PAX that is open to the public, unlike something like E3, which I want to go to as well, but something like E3, uh, where it's media aimed, it's aimed at media, at press, at creators and such. It's, it's very much a business, uh, an industry thing. And PAX is cool because it's open to everyone. And I know E3 has a portion that's open to everyone, but we're talking, this is for everyone. This is for people who love video games. People who have a passion for it, you know? So there's going to be vendors and artists and all that stuff. And I love that. That's the kind of stuff that gets me super excited because I went to Guardian Con uh, in, in Tampa this past week, which was really cool or not this past week, but a couple weeks ago. And it was a blast. I had a really good time and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but one of the things that it was lacking was a very strong artist alley. Uh, it had, I think, eight artists and they were almost all Destiny themed. And I'm not knocking those artists because, I mean, create what you want. But from my perspective, Guardian Con is not a Destiny convention anymore. The reason that I went, the reason that I was excited to go was because they are aiming to, tra- to, to change this into a gaming convention. They want it to be something that can be connected to uh, as gamers and not just as destiny fans. And yes, the name is reminiscent to destiny and it harkens back to all that. But if they wish to transform it, they really need to up their game and not only artist alley, but in the terms of vendors there, because it was limited in size and scope. And that's understandable, uh, because it is a small con, but with the amount of people there, I just felt like there wasn't enough to do. I felt like there wasn't enough to engage with. And I'm not, please don't take me as knocking the convention because I had a blast. I had a really good time. I have a lot of respect for those who put it together. Professor Broman, Gathalian, uh, K-Magic, all those people. Like, love you guys. I think you guys are fantastic. And I think what you did was great. And you raised a ton of money for St. Jude, which was powerful. But that said, for a convention that pulls big names like Ninja, the biggest streamer right now, is a little weird to me to see because of the size of the convention it was just not that big of a convention there was not enough to do to justify uh the amount the the coverage it pulled and the amount of people that showed up for it i found it i found it very interesting that these so many people showed up and there were just not a lot of panels there was no open panel sign up the artist alley was small the amount of vendors were limited and again i I, I just can't speak well enough of the convention because of how much fun I had. I had a blast uh, re- regardless of size. It was a, a fun experience. I felt safe the whole time. They did a great job handling security. Uh, they just they did a beautiful job of, of putting it together and making it an interesting and engaging uh, convention to be at. It's just, uh, I you know, I, I'd be remiss if I wasn't critical of it, right? So I think uh, I think that it has a lot of growing to do. But mainly it gets me excited for PAX West because I've been to conventions big and small. I've been to library sized conventions. And I'll be honest, I I felt like in terms of scale, not in terms of the amount of people there, but in terms of scope and how many booths there were and all the things to do, how limited it was, it was about similar to 
the library conventions I'd been to. Like there's one in uh, Bradenton near me called Manicon, which is very small. And it's a library anime convention that kids go to and have a good time. And they have like a uh, little contests and panels and things like that and it's not a ton of stuff and i would say it's a it was about on par outside of the attendance um and i've been to you know ones the size of celebration where you've got forty thousand people and megacon which is like twenty thousand people and just things like that like bigger conventions i've been to and i've experienced i've not experienced anything on the scale of like the megacons like tokyo game show or comic head or uh uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Like I've never been to those, but I can safely say that I'm pretty comfortable in having a point of view on size and scaling. And that's part of why I'm so excited about PAX West is because it is a big con aimed at gamers. And that's my big, my, my most exciting proposition for this is that rather than it being focused on comic books or anime, it's video games, my real true deepest passion. And I'm so stoked. And I get to go there as a creator, that's my most exciting thing is that I'll get to connect with the mixer staff the um, and uh, mixer streamers and e maybe even people that I've met through streaming, maybe people that are members of my own community at this convention. And that's powerful to me and just so exciting. And I'm thrilled. I cannot wait. I can't stress enough that I'm I'm so adamantly excited about this. That being said. If you're planning on being there, please reach out to me and let me know. I'd love to meet up with you. I'd love to spend some time with you or at, least, at the very least get you some of my uh, swag. I have lanyards and wristbands and buttons. It'd be it'd be fantastic to get to know you and, and just to get a, a hug. I love hugs. So it'd be really fun to have a hug from you. And I want to meet some new folks and, and get, get all the hugs. I'm a big hug fan. So... Uh, Please let me know whether you DM me on Twitter or on Discord or whatever. Just shoot me, a, drop me a line, shoot me a, a message and let me know if you're going to be there. It'd be great to to meet up. If, if we get enough folks interested, it'd be cool to try to have a little ICT mini meetup during the trip, whether we go to a, a bar or we just meet at the con on the con floor somewhere or something like that. I think that would be extremely special and I think it would be a ton of fun and I think it would really be a valuable thing, at least from my perspective. So if you're interested, go ahead and shoot me a DM. Um, I'm on Discord. You can send me a message, insert coin theater, hashtag 6969, or on Twitter at insert coin Tim. Just let me know. Uh, I might set up a, um, I have a channel on the Discord, discord.gg slash ICT, that has uh, um, planning for conventions. I'll probably update that and maybe get a, a feel for people who are interested and who are going to be at the convention. So please just let me know uh, if you want to, if you're going to be there and if you want to meet up and uh, get some, get some swag, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool to meet you. That said, let's move on to the next portion of the podcast. And this time we're going to have a little bit of an ask me anything. Um, I've decided to start doing this, but let, let's go ahead and do our break and then we'll come right back and we'll do the questions. I'll see you in a minute. I'm proud to announce that insert coin theater is now partnered with gamer goo. Get a grip with gamer goo, especially formulated hand goo to stop your hands from sweating, eliminating slip, increasing grip and boosting your energy and focus. Visit GamerGoo.com and use discount code ICT at checkout to save 10%. Hey there, my name is Tim, the host of the Insert Coin Theater podcast. 
Did you know that by sponsoring the ICT podcast, your product will be advertised to dozens and potentially hundreds of listeners? More yet, your product could be broadcast live to hundreds of viewers four nights a week during my live streams. Here's your chance to get in at the ground level with a new and exciting show. Reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com and let's talk about how we can bring your product to hundreds or even thousands of potential new customers. Once again, reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com. Welcome back. I went on Twitter and asked, well, you guys to ask me questions. I pretty much asked those who listen to the show to ask me anything. And I have decided that because of the response and honestly, I really like the questions that you guys asked. I'd like to open up a hashtag on Twitter and let's go ahead and do hashtag ask ICT. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask me, I will do my best to answer them as truthfully as possible, as long as they're reasonable questions and they kind of fit into the flow of the show. So gaming, content creation, me personally, that sort of stuff. That said, let's go ahead and dive right into the questions that you guys asked. The first one that I wanted to cover was from Tara. Uh, We had mentioned her last show. She had made a post about uh, a response to the sexism in gaming that we covered. And she's on Twitter as Terrorize, that's T-A-R-A-R-I-Z-E 25. She's pretty awesome. Thank you, Tara, for your questions. She asked multiples, but we'll dive into the first one. What encouraged you to decide to start streaming? That's a really, really solid question. So Insert Queen Theater started out originally as a podcast with my friend George, and we wanted to do a gaming discussion podcast where we could bounce ideas off of each other and the like. We had done it initially as this kind of style, as voice only, and then we decided to start uh, recording it for YouTube and doing more than just podcast stuff, but you do YouTube videos and the like. It became a little bit more work to do a lot of videos, and the YouTube editing wasn't fun, and it wasn't gaining as much traction as we were hoping, so we decided to set our sights on streaming, and we looked at Twitch. So we took a peek at Twitch, and we started streaming to Twitch live. Well, it was around this time that the bug for streaming bit me, and I played my first game on stream and became wholly addicted. And it's pretty much because of George and mainly because of our our decision to leap over to Twitch and give the ICT podcast a go on there that I decided to continue to stream. So to be totally honest, it more or less comes down to my love for games and the fact that I got addicted to streaming at that time. Another question that Tara asks is, what type of games do you find yourself constantly going back to? I find a, I have a variety of games that I like to lean on. Um, I almost always have a shooter that I lean on because I love first person shooters they are my favorite. So I'm a competitive multiplayer shooter that has a kind of more casual mode and usually a shooter that's kind of arena, um, fast paced, uh, not a huge amount of punishment for death, uh, quick respawns and the like, uh, like Call of Duty World War Two or Halo or the like. I always am leaning on. Uh, When I'm in more of a chill mood, I really enjoy playing simulation games or sandbox games. So like Minecraft, uh, or City Skylines, um, The Sims, those kind of ones. I, I'm a real big fan of leaning on games that I'm comfortable with because I know I can make them entertaining. I try not to lean on them too much because on my on my channel, when I stream, my goal is ultimately to deliver 
as much new content as I can. So games that people might not have ever seen before or hitting the nostalgia buttons that make people really excited and that people love. So playing like Pokemon randomizers, playing classic games like Zelda or whatever, NES, SNES, Genesis, all that stuff is really important to me. So to to have fallbacks is important, but I try not to make them the sole content of Insert Coin Theater as a live stream. And the next question that Tara asked, and again, thank you, Tara, for these questions. When you need motivation, what process do you have to empower yourself to get things done? And I don't know, it's kind of a heavy question, but I don't know if there's any golden hammer to this. It's kind of what works for you. For me, it's just something that I'm passionate about. So whenever I need motivation to get it done, especially when it comes to my live stream, my podcast and stuff, it's something that I'm, I'm excited about and that I love. I just love with the, to the bottom of my heart. It's something that I'm so extremely passionate for and excited for. And I want to make it come. My dreams come true, which is doing content creation full time. And to be able to do that, uh, it's just something that I tell myself I've got to do. And it's, not quite so easy with everything else in life, like doing the chores or cleaning the house or getting up for work in the morning. But those are things that I've got to do. And I just kind of tell myself, we got to do it. Let's make it happen. Let's let's get this done. Let's get things cracking and and make it a reality. So I'm a bit of a self-starter when it comes to that. It's one of those things where I just have to encourage myself and try to amp myself up and try to avoid getting lost in details, which I'm really bad at. Like if you follow my Twitter, you would have noticed that I had a bit of a, a, a negative couple of days uh, there for a little bit where I was looking at metrics and numbers on my stream and pretty much lamenting it and not enjoying, enjoying it as, as much as I should. And I'm kind of uh, upset with myself for that because I demoted my devote that demotivated myself. That was a really hard word for me to say. I demotivated myself a lot just by looking at those metrics and rather than being proud of what has grown of what I create, uh, I was lamenting it. And that's not the way to be a self-starter. That's not a good way to motivate yourself or empower yourself at all. The best way is to just have fun. And I think that's ultimately it is I find this super fun and I do a lot of content creation and I've been doing it for a long time and I'm still just as excited to hit the live button and see my community or hit the record button and record this podcast as I have ever been. And it's something that is thrilling to me that I get to deliver and that I get to make connections and I just love people. I love being social. So that's a big part of it is that it's kind of like a treat to myself almost. Even if it is almost like a job, even if it is, you know, a lot of work and effort and time, it is well worth it, in my opinion. All right. So dad got game, dad X got X game uh, or dad as he goes by. Dude, thank you for your question. I appreciate it. I really like dad. If you've not checked him out, he's such a cool guy. I met him at Guardian Con and he is legitimately a really, really nice guy. Very energetic, very excited and just just an all around good guy. So uh, I'm very excited uh, to have met you. Uh, that said, your question was, what tech, software or hardware would you like to see come to fruition and streaming over the next six months? Can be platform specific, agnostic, whatever. So that's a really, really tough question. And I, 
it's it's one of those things that you kind of I don't put a ton of thought into what I want to see. I, I kind of put more thought into what I want to do. Uh, for an example, uh, I'm working on a new channel on Mixer called Trailer Zone that plays trailers, and it's going to have some interactive features taking full advantage of Mixer's interactive functionality. Um, that oop, There's that beep again. Sorry about that. That said, uh, I would like to see Twitch make some differences in the way that they handle things. I'd like to see them get closer to FTL speeds. Uh, I'd like to see them further their interactive capabilities. Uh, and the reason that I say this is because I feel like Mixer has such a leg up in that regard. And for Twitch to really push that competition further, because in my view, competition between companies breeds innovation and breeds uh, um, healthy growth. And in my, in my purview, I say that Twitch needs to step up and really meet that. Twitch also needs to step up their game in the way that they handle their customer service, um, handle their terms of service enforcement, et cetera. But we won't get into that because that's not really related to software or hardware. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to see, um, personally, I'd love to see an affordable uh, set of sound hardware, like mixing boards and stuff specifically designed for streaming. Like we've seen microphones that are USB only that come out like the razor siren and things like that, like very specific ones, uh, the blue snowball, blue Yeti. I'd love to see them come out with an XLR setup for advanced streaming. That isn't like buying professional, like super pro gear, like stuff that's aimed towards streaming. That's simple, straightforward and sensible. Even if it's a little more expensive, my, my complaint is things like, mixing boards and audio boards are very intimidating to people and they they do so much good for the quality of a stream and i'd love to see uh some kind of a mixing board come out uh that is usb capable that um can take multiple inputs as well as uh is very easy to configure and set up uh and have some kind of a software uh connectivity uh to a pc for control using a PC piece of software or something like that. I just think that would be great. I think it would be very nice to uh, enable empower streamers more rather than making it. You have to learn how professional audio equipment works to deliver um, a, a good quality, good sounding product. Uh, it, it can be a little intimidating. And yeah, I mean, things like this, the blue snowball blue Yeti are, are fine pieces of equipment, but in terms of quality compared to say the $400 sure SM seven B mic, it just, there's no contest quality wise, audio wise. Like I would love to have something like I use a soundboard and a mixing board because I've learned all that stuff over the years. Um, and we're talking more than just three years. We're talking five to 10 years of learning how audio equipment works and things like that. And I'm still very in the dark in a lot of regards. Like I'm, I'm not a musician. I'm not a singer. I don't know much about it except for what can make my voice sound presentable in a meaningful way which is more to say for uh, than a lot of streamers can put out there because a lot of folks don't understand how a preamp works or how a mixing board works or any of that stuff. So I think having a solution that works really well for streaming would be a brilliant idea, and I think they would be able to cash in pretty well. Um, I don't know if that would happen over the next six months, but that's just my, my response. So thank you, Dad, for that question. All right, so my buddy Silverion X, I love you, Silver, you're amazing, uh, says, how do you keep smiling and laughing when people give you shit, even if it is jokingly? And let me just say that it's it's an interesting thing. Um, f 
for those who have never seen my stream before, uh, my community, they, they pick on me a lot and they do it out of love. They don't, they're not mean about it. They're not, they're not jerks or anything like that. And in fact, rule number one of insert coin theater is don't be a dick that said, there's a lot of, uh, good natured ribbing and poking and it can be it can be discouraging sometimes especially if you're in a bad mood when it comes across because perception is everything right if you've had a bad day and you tell someone man i had a really bad day and then they come at you and say oh man you're terrible at, at gaming or you're terrible at this or you're awful you just kind of go ouch you know and it's very hard to 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 keep a smile and keep a positive mood and i mean we all have our down days and that's it happens i mean we can't be 100% all the time, super happy, but it is, it is difficult, especially if trolls come in and are being malicious to keep that smile and keep, keep laughing and keep enjoying yourself. And the way that you do that is really, you've just got to kind of focus on the good, focus on the positive. When you're playing a game, if somebody is giving you guff for being a bad gamer, you can either call them out on it and talk about it because to be totally honest, it's very therapeutic when somebody comes in and says, you suck. And you say, well, why do you think that? What, what makes you say that? What, why would you come into a stranger's stream and tell them that they suck? Like, why would you do that? And having, even if they don't respond, having a discussion around it, like if somebody comes in and yells a homophobic slur to actually have a discussion about why that's wrong, why that's a bad thing and why it's against the rules can often make you feel better about it and keep you smiling and keep, you know, because you know, you're in the right, you know, you're enforcing your rules, you're keeping things civil and you're managing your community in a way that's meaningful. And I think that's a really tough thing to do. It's not easy. It is by far one of the hardest parts about streaming is keeping positive in the face of all the adversity that gets shunted your way as a live streamer. So it's ultimately finding what makes you happy, whether it's in the game something that is goofy or silly that you can take advantage of, or the fact that you're enjoying the story, like focusing on the story, of course, giving your chat a lot of attention, but going for something that gives you joy will make life a lot better uh, for you in the, in the long haul. And I think that's the, the challenge that I would give to you is find what makes you happy in what you're doing at that moment uh, and try to, Try to try to keep positive. It's it's very hard. And especially for those who suffer from depression and stuff, sometimes they've just got to take a day off and there's nothing wrong with taking a day off. Mental health is super important. And if you suffer from depression from the get go, it's very easy to to be to have that be triggered by the negativity that trolls can bring. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I'm I'm psychonormative. I think that's the term. Neurotypical. That's it. Sorry. And um, yeah, Recky just corrected me on that. And uh, so I'm, I'm neurotypical. So I'm, I'm fortunate in that regard that I don't have to suffer or battle with. Uh, um, I don't have to battle with depression or anxiety in that same way. I mean, I still have things that make me anxious and I still I still get scared witless when it comes to things like flying or uh, things that. I'm planning on doing, uh, like going to PAX West, like the fact that my community has uh, funded that is still unreal to me. It still hasn't sunk home that that's an actual thing that's happening. So it's a matter of knowing your limits, knowing yourself. And if you can't deal with it that day, don't do it. And I know that probably sounds counterproductive, but it's better for your mental health in the long run to take care of you and not worry about, um, and not worry about what other people think, because if you're being down on yourself for a day, maybe it's not a good idea to uh, let other people in that might be down on you as well and make it worse. Um, I can tell you that I've 
had a couple of streams lately that I probably should have taken the night off that I didn't, and it was not a great stream. So I'll say that much. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Silver. I appreciate your question. All right. Our final question comes from Skyroby. Skyroby asks, what is your why? What makes Tim Tim and what drives or fuels you? That's a really good question. What is my why? So ultimately, my why, why I do this is because I love it. I'm extremely, extremely fueled by the interactions it brings, by the people that say that they had a smile brought to their face. I've had people tell me that they hadn't smiled in like a week and then it was they were laughing their head off during my stream because of my shenanigans. And it's things like that that fuels me. It's what makes this worth it on a daily basis is when people respond to the content that I'm creating, the vibe I'm trying to set, when people get it, when people understand what I'm trying to do with my content, that I want people to feel good about themselves, feel safe, feel like it's a place they can be themselves, that makes it all worth it. It's not a matter of having, it is about having fun. And that is definitely an important factor, but it's it's more about people finding joy in some way or another in what I'm creating. If, if I can bring a smile to one person's face during a stream, I've done my job and I'm happy with it. And I cannot, I can't fault that. It's not a negative thing in my book. So ultimately what drives me is you, is the viewers, the people who listen, the people who engage, the people who make it a point to say, this made my day. This, this, this cheered me up. This made me feel so much better about myself and about my life. And if I can do that, then I'm happy too. So that said, thanks for your question, Skyroby. I appreciate it. And I think that's probably the best place to end this. I don't have a whole lot more to say on the subject, but ultimately I just want to say, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. And I really, I don't know. I just had fun. This was a really fun little different podcast. I think next week I'll tackle a much bigger topic. I'm hoping that I'll be able to write it. If I can't get around to it, I'll be doing a history of games podcast. It, as always, please keep the suggestions coming. Um, this kind of is something that I want to be fueled by you. So if you have any suggestions, recommendations, or thoughts on what you'd like to hear on the ICT podcast, uh, whether it be for the show, for the history of games parts, or for the best of episodes, or even questions, use that hashtag ask ICT hashtag on Twitter um, and let me know. Um, please, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be able to deliver some new content to you guys that you find valuable. And I, I don't know, I may not use it, but it'll at least help me come up with ideas around it. So no idea is a bad idea in terms that it helps generate new thoughts and new ways of doing things. The ICT podcast is written and produced by me, Tim Hosey. Insert Coin Theater is more than a podcast. It's also live streams four days a week at mixer.com slash insert coin theater. But above that, it's also a vibrant and inclusive community on Discord at discord.gg slash ICT. If you wish to connect with me, please visit me on Twitter at twitter.com slash insert coin Tim, on Facebook at fb.gg slash insert coin theater, or on Instagram at instagram.com slash theater. My DMs on Discord are always open, and you can reach me there by DMing insertcointheater hashtag 6969. The music you heard during the break is Home Base Groove by, and uh, Itty Bitty 8-Bit by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. 
The ICT Podcast intro and the outro song you're hearing now is created by the supremely talented Ben Burns, also known as Abstraction. You can check out his music at abstractionmusic.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.